Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August 8th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let's pray for today and uh, pray for the week as we are right now. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for all that's going on. I want to ask, Lord, for a blessing on uh, this week and uh, on the passage as we read it again. Uh, give us uh, insight and application. Uh, think about our families, thinking about our communities, thinking about all those we're connected to. Uh, may our lives be lives of actually change and lives of good effect on others as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're back to English Standard Version today, Romans six fifteen through 23. Subtitle, Slaves to Righteousness. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either sin which leads to death, or of obedience which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay. Well, we have uh, not a short question today, but a series of uh, short of, of questions all pulled together to make one really large Interrelated, question. Interrelated, yes. Yeah. So here it is. Have you found yourself baptizing your sin to make it more palatable? Are there things in your life that God has been nudging you to give up? If so, have you realized that these things, as innocent as some may seem, are holding you back from a fuller life? So I'm going to repeat that one more time, a little bit slower. Have you found yourself baptizing your sin to make it more palatable? Are there things in your life that God has been nudging you to give up? If so... Have you realized that these things, as innocent as some may seem, are holding you back from a fuller life? Hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm fascinated by? Is kind of the way that we as Christians think a lot in terms of sin as being things that we're currently doing that we need to give up. Hmm. And I don't hear very many people talking about things that we need to add to our lives. Like, is there something that I need to go out looking for to bring more of that into my life? Not banishing things from my life. Oh, yeah. What do I need to bring into you know, like my life? like a solstice party where you banish something. Well, I guess yeah. I come at it from the point of view of somebody thinking, you know, for some people, giving up things is kind of their jazz. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, what else can I give up? Yeah. Right? And yeah. that can become, you know, I've seen people do this in an, in an attempt to become increasingly spiritual. 
I have to give up this and I have to give up that and I have to, and now I'm going to burn all my books. Now I'm going to burn all my CD, you know, when people are kind of in the throes of a, and it's always about giving up things that they previously enjoyed. And sometimes even the very rationale that it was something they enjoyed in their previous supposedly sinful life will mean that it can no longer translate once Mm -hmm. they've been converted. Mm -hmm. So if I used to really like this type of music or Mm -hmm. this magazine, I can't have that now that I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know, I think, is that what it's all about? Is it giving things up or should it be more that, well, you know, you can bring things with you and that also you go out looking, what should I be looking for in the world to make part of my life? Well, And, the, and then it, naturally it, things that are probably less good for you would fall away because you're only going to have so much time for yes. things, you know? Yeah, and I think maybe that's actually the other principle as well is that there's once you add things, there's got to be a little bit of give, right, of how much space you yeah, can Yeah, you only have. have so much space. And so there's there's got to be some kind of like give and take of like if I take this on, I'm going to have to give up something else. So the question is, what do I give up in order to take on this new thing mm-hmm. that I'm doing? And uh, when you decide to, you know, like we talked about a little bit yesterday about submitting your will or deciding to follow Christ, uh, what does that entail? You you take on the desire to be part of God's family. Then when you're part of God's family, there is a, I think it was the message version, right, that actually talked about uh, in some really beautiful language. It's talked about where we're not caring for others and we're not caring for God and said we actually should be that kind of people where we do care for others and we do care for God. Well, yeah, that when you're slaves to sin, mm-hmm. you're not doing all those things. So when we when we take that on, I, I think that you have to give something else up. And so you ask yourself, what do you give up? Do you give up something good or do you give up things that are bad? And hopefully you're going to give up things are that are bad. Are there things that f- clearly fall into the good or bad category? Are there things that it's just like, well, I don't know whether it's good or bad. Well, it's and that's just where, it is. that's what I think he's saying here is that are there things in your life that okay, God has been nudging you? and the baptizing your sin also... Like, do we just tell ourselves, I'm not sure whether this is good or bad well, because we don't want to have to? Or is it genuinely look, unclear? I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that it all comes down to uh, maturity and perspective. And I think, well, I like, think that, do you remember we, we took the youth to that thing where um, a man talked to them about rock music and he told them in scientific terms about why all their favorite songs were bad because they caused them to have bad emotions and... And the kids were really uh, resistant yeah. to this, and I felt resistant to it also, and I still do. You know, I think if you follow a certain type of logic to its yeah. logical conclusion, it kind of means that you can't do anything, right? Because everything is of the world, everything is tainted, everything. Is, so you can't do anything. You can't listen to any kind of music. You can't take enjoyment in anything. I know people who will say... Um, I can't justify reading that book over there, you know, classic, say, Shakespeare, Charles Dickens. Uh How could I read that when I could be spending my time reading the Bible again or reading Ellen White or something? I think, well, but you've already read that. Like, surely you don't think that you can only read one book Uh your entire life or listen to songs that are in the hymnal, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry, those were still written by people, so they're still tainted, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just a weird... I understand what he means about baptizing your sin, that we have a way of, say, being workaholics, and you can justify that by saying that you're doing it for God or whatever. You know, there are a lot of things that people justify. But, I mean, don't we kind of have to do that a little bit? Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do anything. That we have to, we actually have to justify some of our sins? We have to find a way to, 
what I'm saying is that you have to find a way to say that, yeah, I guess this uh, music I'm listening to is okay. Because, because what, am I just supposed to live in silence? Well, hang on a second. I mean, we're not saying that the music is actually a sin, are we? Well, I don't know. Some people do. Oh, I'm okay. certainly because not saying that. Because they are that. saying that. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm saying that if you... <laughs> I thought you were saying, I you were saying, well, this sin we need to just justify, just move on. All right. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think that, I think that the question is good because I think the question actually pushes us, pushes us into a place that asks us to, to question ourselves about what we actually fill our time up with. And are we aligning ourselves with God or are we aligning ourselves not with God, right? And um, while you and I may differ about what the opposite of God is, I would say it's Satan, but um, uh, I, think that, um, I think that the consequences of maturity, and I come back to that because I really do believe that when I was younger, I didn't understand the consequences of what I, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I, I start to understand some of the implications of my decisions and choices. And I think that you, I can baptize a lot of the things that I did when I was younger. And now I'm like, oh, I understand there are implications to my choices. Well, yeah, and that saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else. Yeah. And that I think you have to think about what you want your life to look like. So I guess what I'm saying is, it ju- is it just a matter of looking at things you need to get rid of? Or is it a matter of looking at things that you need to bring in as well? Yeah. Of overall, look at your life and think, is this what I want it to be? I think... I think the, the the question underneath this that I really would love to know is how do you teach perspective to people? Mm. Like how do you transfer that on to somebody who is not ready for that? Like, like I mean, Paul clearly has perspective because he has had this encounter with God, but how do you transfer that on to someone and say to them, look, if only you would just listen to who, or understand the power of who God is. So, look, unfortunately our time is up. We will maybe we'll be able to come back to this a little bit more tomorrow or later this week. But uh, think about this for today. Have you found yourself baptizing your sin to make it more palatable? Are there things in your life that God has been nudging you in you to give up? If so, have you realized that these things, are as innocent as some may seem, are holding you back from a fuller life? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.